As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's the site that I use for my podcast. And best part, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will even distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, well, are you ready? I'm ready. You're going to introduce who, who, who your guests are of the day? <laughs> I don't really think you need an introduction. I've talked about you so much throughout the episodes already. But hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Two Hot Takes. I'm your host, Morgan. And I'm Justin. And I'm Morgan's dad, Jerry. <laughs> Welcome. It's, um, it's about time we've had you on. Glad to be here. I know you're very nervous. I am. You're so nervous. <laughs> drugs, drugs are great. <laughs> no, we don't encourage, dare, resist, resist drugs. Uh, so we're back with another episode on family. The whole theme is family, the good, the bad, the ugly. So it's all about family drama. And uh, I think that's something we know a lot about. I think that a lot of people know a lot about that. Yeah, but us especially. <laughs> Okay, let's dive in. Okay. Okay, so the first story, families and babies. Babies always bring the drama. Love them, but... They bring the drama. Are babies bringing the drama bef- when we find out about them or after they're born? Always. Which part? I mean, there's, there's phases. I, I mean, what was the worst part for you? <laughs> for me? <laughs> All today, of it. Today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that uh, I didn't have any issue with any part of, of, of the idea of, of babies. I know that moms are sometimes more worried in the very beginning because they have to go explain to people. Uh, that A, they're pregnant, and they're worried about bringing the news, and it depends if the situation... Uh, was planned or unplanned. If it's planned, not planned, <laughs> who's ready, who's going to react. And when you came into the uh, the picture, even though you were just a, a cell dividing, um, I told your mom, it doesn't matter when or what... It, it, once a baby is born, everyone loves the child. There's all kinds of drama before because everybody has to put their two cents into it. For sure. But if you just re- relax and just enjoy the wave, and life is that's what life is, a consistency of current and waves of motion, that it works. And you'll find that the experience is pleasant and wonderful and an in, in, in embellishing of life. I would say that there wasn't a day... Maybe I can think of a day or two back in your driving with alcohol behind the, behind okay, the seat of your Okay, car. We'll, we'll save that one for but, a rainy but for, day. For most of the part, I, there wasn't a, every day was better than the last. And I hate to, to sound like uh, the Confucius. Ficti- you look like a, you sound like no, a little I don't Buddha. Be the, I, don't, I don't want to be the fictitious father, but it really is that way. You, you, every, every child brings their parent a lot of joy. It, it's up to the parent really to pull it back and just let them experience the the wave. Okay, the well, let's see if this lady uh, has the same feelings as you. Okay. 
So up first, am I the asshole for not changing my baby's name again after I changed it for my sister once already? All names are fake. I have a nine-year-old daughter and another on the way. I had two grandmothers, Annie and Rose. I named my oldest Annabelle after Nanny Annie, whose full name was also Annabelle. I did not name her after Nana Rose at the time she was born. Nana Rose was still with us. When I found out I was pregnant with a second, I decided to name her after Nana Rose, who passed in 2017. My sister Lucy got pregnant about five months before me. She says that she wants to name her baby Rose after Nana Rose. I say her kids can share the name. She says I already have Annabelle and I could have named her Annabelle Rose or something, but passed on the chance. So I can't also have Rose. I figured this is not the hill to die on. So I say I'll look for something else, but reserve the right to use Rose. I then crack open a baby book. And after a few entries after Rose is Rosalie. It's perfect. Honors Nana, Rose, doesn't piss off Lucy, and my boyfriend loves it. And it was my mother's little name. Well, look at that. There we go. Lucy finds out the new name and says it's lovely and she approves, which annoys me, but I say nothing. This all takes place in the eighth month of her pregnancy, third month of mine. So I don't even know the gender yet, and this is all a hypothetical. A couple weeks later, Lucy gives birth. A few days ago, about a month after birth, she announces that her daughter's name is Rosalie. At this point, I'm really annoyed because I went to great lengths to leave the name Rose available and she's nicked my choice. Mom calls me to say she knew what Lucy was planning and hopes I'm not upset because this means I can now name my incoming daughter Rose, except now I'm attached to Rosalie. I tell mom that I'm sticking with Rosalie. She says Lucy has Rosalie. I say there's going to be two Rosalies in the family. She says this is impractical as both Rosalies will have the same surname. Sister is a single mom, boyfriend is taking my name, and they will likely be in the same school and year group. So this will cause all manner of issues. I say it's going to be an issue then. I'll deal with it when it comes up. Um, sister's a fucking bitch for stealing the name. I do, I do believe she is, but there's always <laughs> an answer here. We, if, if, she's, if she's dead on keeping Rosalie, she can have a Rosalie and a middle name. And they can differentiate the two children by Rosalie Ann or Rosalie Margaret or Rosalie whatever. Yeah, that's that's very practical. I mean, I think in school it was hard enough when someone had your same first name in your class. Yeah. Because then it's like, oh, Morgan. And you're like, and it's the other Morgan. Yeah. I feel like that happened to me all the time, let alone first and last name, things getting switched up. I know, because typically kids. I I do believe also that there's going to be a fix that's going to happen naturally. I mean, even if they they gave each other's the exact same name of Rosalie, someone's going to come up with a nickname. It's going to happen. Yeah. And it's going to migrate on its own, and it's going the problem will fix itself. Rather than, than having this match between the two and bring it to Dukes, if they're both dead set on That's it. That's fine and dandy if the, you know, the other sister's normal and well, not a crazy narcissist the, like the, this the, bitch. The, uh, <laughs> there is no doubt that, that one sister copied the other sister. Sister one certainly took sister two's, the baby sister's idea, or who, if whoever, if she's a younger sister or not, you know, took her idea and and had to go stomp on it. That's sibling rivalry, and they do this shit. And it's sad that they can't be more mature about it and define it. But at the end of the day, it's going to fix itself. And I, if if her guns are set to be Rosalie, or you know, look, who knows? It could be. It could be turn out to be a boy. We don't know. True. So she goes on to say, Lucy then calls me, calling me an inconsiderate prick and says I'm being petty, that I don't have a monopoly on the name and that she can name her kid what she likes. I said, that's all true. So by that same logic, I can use Rosalie. She says there can't be two Rosalies and it'll cause problems. And I say, she's the one who has a problem with it. So she can change her kid's name or deal with it. She again called me an inconsiderate, spiteful ass and hung up. Mom, dad, and our brother all side with Lucy. Am I the asshole? Wow. I think uh, I, I, I love the sister's analogy that I can do what the hell I want and I'm going to do it. And I like the, the rules that whatever apply to you apply to me. So if I'm going to, you're going to do Rosalie. It, I'm going to do Rosalie and you can go deal with it and I'll deal with it. But She's I'm, the one that copied her. 
She went out of her way. She went out of her way to find a new name and stole the name and is now calling her an inconsiderate ass. I got all that. My answer is look look beyond it. The family siding with the copier. Yeah. Why? Because they're idiots. Because she was there first, I guess. (laughs) No, they're just enablers. I'm sure if this... Typically, people that act like this, it doesn't start overnight. It's been a pattern. And it's probably been a pattern this girl's whole life, OP's whole life. My sister gets what she wants. She's the spoiled one. Mm. She's a narcissist and people enable them. I, 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 go back to, I go back to square one. Pick the name of a child. Pick, pick your child's name as you wish and let everyone else get over it. And if a nickname has naturally come up, it, it's going to happen. Yeah. I also like don't think you should tell people your kid names before they're born. I think sure, that's keep what it, I was thinking. I, I think keep that, it a secret. I think that's a good good practice. Yeah, Especially because, in this circumstance. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have told the sister shit. She's that applies a, for a everybody bitch. but when you get pregnant and me. Yeah. <laughs> so top comment, not the asshole. But honestly, your first mistake was giving in and negotiating with your emotional terrorist sister. Damn right. OP replies back, I should never have entertained it, but I just figured there would be better hills to die on, and it could be tricky to have cousins with the same name anyway. Your sister is an asshole, as is your mother for enabling her. That being said, the so-called issues of sharing a name aren't real because you can just make sure to use another middle name if you like. And we said that. Yeah, and how many times has she had to be the bigger person? Yeah. And how many times can you do that until you're just at the end... over it. Yeah, it's just... Absolutely over it. I would just, be friendly and just go name, name my child whatever I wanted to name it. And do not do not engage with the battling. Yeah, I feel that. Okay, well, don't tell people your baby names, guys. And Okay. <laughs> I, I, I promise I'll tell anybody my, ba- my yeah. future baby's <laughs> names. Yeah, I don't think you'll have many problems, huh? Okay, what's the next one? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so next one has a ton of awards. Am I the asshole for having my wedding ceremony in sign language? I'm 24 female, deaf, and growing up, my parents got me bilateral cochlear implants and forced me into mainstream school. Never taught me sign language and never immersed me into my culture as a deaf person. They were actually pretty against me using ASL at all. Well, I took ASL in high school against my parents' wishes and then got into a deaf university. Although I couldn't sign fluently when I started, I finally felt accepted and understood. The deaf community was nothing but welcoming. I became fluent in ASL and after a few months, I stopped wearing my processors completely as there was no need for them anymore. I honestly didn't realize how alone I had felt until I didn't feel that way anymore. Yeah, such a disservice to your child to not teach them ASL or not try to adapt for them. Like Mm -hmm. that's basically saying like, no, you're not good enough the way you are. And we're going to do everything we can to fix you. Right. So terrible. I met my fiance at college. He is from a very large family of deaf people. Everyone he knows, even in his far extended family is deaf, hard of hearing, CODA or SODA. And everyone is fluent in sign. I love his family so much. We've been together four years now. He proposed last May. We've been planning the wedding and have decided to have it fully in ASL. The pastor at our church's deaf program agreed to do the ceremony. My extended family of hearing people is very small. Just my mom, my dad, my sister, my brothers, my aunt, my uncle, and my cousins. My cousin is actually learning sign. Whereas my fiance's huge extended family, who are all deaf or sign fluently, will be there 
and most of our friends are deaf or know to sign. We decided to get an interpreter for the hearing people, though, so they'd know what was going on. Our wedding is in August, so we just sent the invites. The invite mentions that it will be an ASL, but we'll have an interpreter for those who are, quote, signing impaired, which is kind of just a joke. But my mom started texting me and tried to convince me that it should be in English and have an ASL interpreter. I feel like it's our wedding, so we should have it in our first language. And my mom thinks that we are in America, so English should be the first language. And anyone who doesn't choose to get cured, aka get an implant, should get an interpreter. She also said it was disrespectful to say signing impaired. I don't think she realizes the irony as she always refers to me as hearing impaired. During the entire conversation, she kept repeating that I should never have let you go to that school. My mom also says that the deaf people should be used to having interpreters, whereas she's never had one before. So it will make it harder to understand. Am I the asshole here? Should I just have the ceremony in English? Because I guess that's what more normal way of communication, even though we consider sign our primary language. Hell no. Fuck that mom. I think it's very, very cool. I didn't even think about that. I thought when you first started reading, it was going to be all in sign language with no interpreter. Okay, then it's for the people who are there supporting you that want to know what's going on. Yes, I love it, are signing impaired. Yeah, I think that's that's so so cool. cool. So cute. Then it makes more sense like, okay, at most the, and she said most of the people there are... Are also deaf. It's just super cool. I I fully support that. I thought it was extremely clever when she did the... Uh, oh, signing impaired. The signing yeah. impaired. I yeah. thought that was extremely clever. I think that the the mother really, I mean, it, this is obviously her wedding. The, the girl, the, it's, it's her and her husband. They make the rule. They're, it's their dream day. Mom, dad, just got to roll with it. And I think it's clever and support your daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this just goes to show how her mom is very, very ableist. And doesn't recognize her daughter's disability and doesn't want to accept her daughter's doesn't disability. Doesn't want to accept it. And tries to make her normal and everyone should get cured. Well, guess what, sweetie? Cochlear implants don't work for every deaf individual. I, I, I think that her mother should go see the, the movie The Sound of Metal. Oh, yeah, that one. Um, it won some big awards recently. It, 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 amazing. And when you actually see what this guy went through and how he finally decided and figured it out. Where 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 it, he's now comfortable and what his life really is and where he finds his his solitude. And yeah, it's, it's it's really is it. I mean, it's some parents are fucking narcissistic, toxic, just terrible people though. And this mother, I cannot. If my mom said anyone who chooses sign language as their first language should choose to get cured, yeah, like. I'm sorry. Fuck you. This is who these people are. This is a part of their identity. As a parent, I do know one thing. You try to do whatever you can to have your children feel a part of what everyone else can do. And I think that in the beginning when they went for the colloquial implants, their heart may have been in the right place. Mm, Yeah, maybe. But I also think if your heart was in the right place... You should also do what's best for your child, which yep. would be to learn some form of signing. There, there, yep. There's no doubt that the signing was a wonderful thing. And I think that, again, maybe they, maybe they were misguided. Maybe they, 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 missed, they missed the mark on, on throwing the dart. But I think their intentions were in the right place. I don't know. I, I don't d- think you can assume that with this that one. Doesn't, doesn't mean it's right. But I think that the fact that the daughter found her way, she found her way into this and she wanted to do it, Absolutely, that those parents are obligated at this point in time to support their child and whatever whatever she wants to do and what's best for her. Yep. And that's where they're 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 missing the mark. Yeah, I think something you don't realize though, not all parents are good parents. Oh, I know that. Okay, I just think the mom's never going to get it. I mean, no. It, at this point, you just have to make these decisions for your wedding and not for your mom. At the end of the day, <clears> you're <throat> you know I've mentioned this before. Your wedding is for you. This is That's your correct. day. Make that, it make it your day, correct. you and your partner's day. And everyone else, if they have problems, can F off. And I think one thing I was thinking throughout reading this story where the mom is like, I'm going to be uncomfortable having an interpreter. It's like, imagine how disabled individuals feel in a world that is built for the abled. Right. How 
uh, like you have to experience it for one little day. For flip. a day. For a ceremony. Well, if her mother really wants to really show her support, maybe she should go take signing language. Exactly. Exactly. Learn to sign, go, go learn to sign over a month or two. and Which she should have done many years she ago. Absolutely. Done, yeah, because cochlear implants, you first of all, you can't do right away. They take time. And they're also very, very traumatic for those individuals that first get them. You have to... Your brain has to then interact with this device and you're, you know, it's... To make it all one again. To make it all work mm-hmm. and read the signals that the device is sending. So it's not like you get this cochlear implant, you turn it on and you can automatically hear and understand language because language is a part of our brain that you only learn from exposure over time. It's that, you know, that linguistic so, center. So it, it actually tunes itself. Yeah. So this poor little girl, this child went, went probably, you know, how long not not having a way to communicate with her parents and babies can learn sign so fast and watching like tiny little ones, like six months old, like babies that are deaf, you know how babies babble, they coo and they're mm-hmm. blah, 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 and like babble mama, dada. babies who are deaf will actually babble in sign language. Yeah. It's just learning another language. I yeah. Mean, isn't that the best time to also learn another yeah, speaking language? Little, it's the same thing. Exactly. They're little sponges. Well, and think how you feel when you're in a like a foreign country or even the first time you walked into a Spanish class mm-hmm. and you don't know what's going on. No. And I think I think to be deaf or I mean blind or anything like that, to have one of your one of your senses completely removed, um, or just not you know, not working, not functioning. I think that is just, it's just, it's a tough world. Yep. Um, the disabled community is, it's amazing and it's so inclusive. And so to hear her experience, like she was just instantly welcomed in is just so amazing. And it's like, why wouldn't you want to be a part of that? Right. That's and a part of you and your identity. Having the ceremony that way is just the, it's like the perfect end card. It's, yeah. it's the best way to fulfill your day. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just the coolest thing. I, I think so too. And I think it's, you know, obviously what this couple finds meaningful and it's who they are. I say bravo to her and him mm-hmm. and best of luck in your wedding. And- so OP gives some edits slash like clarifications. She goes, I can't cut off my parents. I'm currently helping pay for my little brother to go to a school for autistic kids. We can't sign and speak at the same time. The pastor and my fiance can't speak. I can, but I choose not to unless I absolutely have to. Which interesting. Got it. Yeah, because if you're if you're deaf and you never get the cochlear implants, you don't learn the way that language sounds. Right. So you can watch videos on YouTube of um, deaf individuals that try to talk without, you know, their cochlear implants in or they never learned, but it's not it's not how we would speak. Right. So then to like put someone up there on their wedding day and have them try to struggle, that's not right. their language. Right. And that's not what it's about. Yeah. I, I've, I've already said it. I think it's great what they're doing. It's yeah. fantastic. It's her wedding. Enjoy it. And let her parents just get over it. So there's a lot of edits and I'll keep going through them. My parents didn't only not learn ASL, but they explicitly prevented me from it while growing up. We lived in Austin, Texas, my whole childhood, and there was a school for deaf 10 minutes from our house, but they specifically said they would never let me go there. Sure, you still want to stick to they had their, uh, they had their best intentions for <laughs> yeah. their child? Is this the same, is this the same family? Yeah. Yes. The mom and dad explicitly prevented her from learning. Wouldn't let her go to a school with deaf children to where she'd feel included and inclusive. Did they just think it was going to go away? Like, what's the logic? She was cured. She had cochlear implants. She was cured. She's not like those other deaf children. Oh, wow. There's just some weird pride issues. Toxicity. Yeah. This is terrible. Adding this later, exact words from the invite. Reception will be held in ASL. In ASL. English interpreters will be provided for the signing impaired. I literally put it in quotations. The deaf community didn't indoctrate me into not wearing my processors. I just started using ASL more and more. And then I needed a surgery to adjust the implant, but I decided to just not get the surgery and stop wearing them. There was no real point in it, and I didn't feel like getting an unnecessary surgery. Another edit, to those of you questioning and even mad at me for not wanting to wear my implants, you don't hear normally. Like a lot of people saying things like, don't you want to hear music or birds chirping? 
Music through cochlear implants sucks, at least for me. Even when I used to wear cochlear implants all the time, I would take them off to listen to music. And no, background noise like birds chirping makes it harder for the microphone to pick up other noises like people talking. Interesting. Even Mm. though, like, I think a lot of people think you get these implants and it's normal hearing. It's not. It's still a different world. Yeah, for sure. So you tell me I should get hearing aids sometimes. You do need them. And I look at you and I see there's not a chance because they sound like shit. And I'm sure cochlear implants are the same type of root... Of, of sound of, of of that synthetic noise yeah, that comes yeah. through. It, it's not hearing. It, it, it's probably painful in a lot of ways. It can be, yeah. I've heard that cochlear implants can be very jarring. Well, and that's her choice. She, yeah. She is at the point in the age where she can make these decisions, and if she doesn't want them, then that's cool. Absolutely. Completely agree. Top comment, not the asshole, not even close. Why should the couple getting married need a translator to understand their own ceremony to appease a few of the attendees? That is ridiculous. It would be like having the bride and groom who are hearing, love the sign impaired joke, that speak English, have their ceremony done in French, which they don't speak because a handful of attendees don't speak English. Right. When you take ASL out of the mix, it sounds ridiculous. Why is ASL any different? It's just another language. Mm-hmm, exactly. Sign language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she has. They have. They have my support, and I'm sure everybody else listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Op gives a comment after that response. My mom's argument has always been, "quote It's easier for you to stick an implant on your head than for everyone in the family to learn a new language." Yet she also doesn't view ASL as a real language. Yeah, I mean that's that's been apparent the whole story. It's just toxic. I, just why is she so toxic. so against it and just so it's all denial too. Yeah, toxic, toxic fucking mom. Absolutely terrible. It's pretty bad. Yeah, and this is why I said like I don't think all parents have their best intentions for their children. I I, I hear you on this one. A lot of other things came out after that statement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it didn't age you know, well. You know, well, you have to understand that I look, as a parent, I look at it through, through my eyes. And, and I look at something, you know, how would I, why would I do that? And the only thing that I could say I did it because obviously I want I want give my, ch- my child the chance to have what, quote, quote, normal hearing or normal life and be able to play with the other kids and hear the other kids and not have any issues with the other kids. Look, I was, you know, learning impaired, you know, as a child, and I got the snot kicked out of me every day of elementary school. It wasn't a day I didn't get beaten up. And nobody wanted to see that for me, but I lived it. And so if I had a child that, you know, had some impairment and had some issues, I would do whatever I could. So they wouldn't. Right. You know, the fact of the matter is that she was very comfortable to go to a school and, and, and actually learn, you know, the science, you know, the, the life of signing that would have been better. And that community is much more sweet. They're probably less hostile yeah. <laughs> than normal kids. Cause I remember that Morgan would go to school and she, one time she went to school and she says, I don't want to go to school anymore. I don't like going to school. These people are horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. she went through mean girls and let me tell you, it wasn't fun. And they probably don't have that kind of lifestyle in these other schools. So they don't, they don't live that, you know, that, that shallowness. I don't know. I think there's bullying in any community you live in, no matter what it is. I think that's probably true. If you're in a community of, you know, same like-minded peers, same ability peers, you're, you're going to run into your own cliques and drama regardless. But I think it's just silly to not set your child up for success. Um, and if you can put them in a community that, you know, similar like-minded peers where they can learn and thrive, Put them in that community. They're going to have to deal with the real world on a day-to-day basis. Why make their life and education any harder than it needs to be? Selfish. Yep. Yep. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. On to the next one. Let's go. Holly keeps kicking me. <laughs> I think she's dreaming. <laughs> Roll, rolling right along. Okay, on to the next one. Am I the asshole for refusing to buy my daughter new bed sheets and blankets? My 54-year-old male daughter, 16 female, has some perfectly good be- bed sheets and blankets. My girlfriend, who I am engaged to, has started the process of moving into my house. She has a 14-year-old son and a 21-year-old daughter. Her 21-year-old daughter will only be staying over sometimes on weekends, but the rest of the time she's away at college. However, this weekend, she drove to our house from her college campus because she wanted to see her mom's new house. She initially was just going to stay for the afternoon, but afternoon turned into night and her mom didn't want her to make the hour-long drive back to campus when it was dark out. Her brother's room was all set up, but the room that we're converting from a guest bedroom to her bedroom when she stays over is still under renovation because my girlfriend's daughter is still looking over catalogs and can't decide how she's going to decorate it. She goes into the guest bedroom and says the bed does not look comfortable and she'd rather sleep on the couch. My girlfriend says to her daughter that she will not be sleeping on the couch. My daughter was at my mom's house for the weekend and she has a pretty comfortable bed. So I offered that bed up to my soon-to-be stepdaughter. She spends the rest of the night in the room and goes back to college in the morning. My daughter calls me into her room today and shows me the blood stains all over her sheets and also on her blanket. My daughter angrily says the blood is, quote, like still wet in some areas. (laughs) My girlfriend comes in and says, quote, oh, yep, I can smell it from here. I think I know what's going on. She shakes her head and says that her daughter hates wearing bottoms to bed, and that includes during her period. She apologizes to my daughter and says she'll speak to her daughter about it and leaves the room. My daughter says that this will be impossible to get out of white sheets and her blanket and said she always sleeps with a towel when she's on her period. I tell my daughter that we shouldn't let our tempers run wild here and that she's done laundry before so she can do it again and that her soon-to-be stepsister is family now, so there's nothing gross about it. My daughter asked me to take her to Bed Bath & Beyond for new sheets. I didn't get why she was so grossed out because she was also a girl, and I assume desensitized to period blood. She also personally wiped up her mother's vomit and blood when she was sick, so I don't get why she couldn't clean her sheets just this This once. This is an easy one. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Right? I mean, maybe. Somebody Somebody better be buying their daughter new sheets. It's simple. <laughs> she doesn't have to go, you know, wash the sheets. Someone else do bedding to, to, to this kid. Absolutely. But here's what OP says. So I told her to just let it go and that I wasn't asking my girlfriend's daughter to come back just to do laundry when she stays over. She'll probably have a set of chores too. Am I the asshole? He doesn't want to buy her sheets. Oh no, he is the asshole. He's got to yeah. buy. He's got. He's got to buy her new bedding, new sheets, and also has to tell his his girlfriend to please advise his daughter when she comes bring her own sheets. Um, mm-hmm. absolutely disgusting. Just because, like, the whole comment too, like, oh, you're a woman, you're desensitized to period blood. But right. What the yeah. fuck? Let me. You've, you've known me for a few years. What 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 what, what would I've done in this case? There wouldn't even been a discussion. You wouldn't have let anyone sleep in my bed because you know how mad I would have been. Well, True. I would never let anyone sleep in your bed anyways. True. I mean, it's your bed. <laughs> You've asked once or twice. If you were gone for a month and I had guests and it was a guest room to me, I would certainly not use your sheets. I would get fresh sheets. It would not but involve you. But their skin you. cells are still shedding all over my mattress. That's gross. Through the mattress pad and everything else? Yeah. And it would That's all be washed before you, need- you came, came back? That's why they say you need to get a new mattress once every eight it's years. It's like when you go to a hotel. Yeah, but... I mean, you I, go to a yeah. hotel. I mean, that everything's changed and it's fresh. 
I don't know. You want some random person sleeping in your bed? Do I want? I mean, if I was out, if I was out of town and I had guests, or if I had guests and I was in town and it was they needed a nice room, I would give them my room and I would go sleep on the couch if I needed to, or in the other, or on the other bed. See, I wouldn't I, care. I do that for family. I've definitely done that for family. I, I'll give you a wonderful example. Our, my friend Krista and her sister are coming to town, and I know fully that I would say, "Here's my room. Here's my bed." Go, and I would get new new bedding, new sheets, and say, "Go to it." And I would feel nothing about it. And I would wash everything when they were gone and re- re- return. Yeah, my but thing. I think the whole free free bleeding and not wearing bottoms <laughs> well, to the bed. Well, that's what I mean. That he was fucked up by not saying immediately, "I'm going to fix it." Yeah, it's his job to fix it. Dude's a fucking idiot. <clears throat> yes. Absolutely, I can't even imagine. I would, I would be moving out. The level of disrespect. Well, and just to be I like, think there's a discussion that has to take place and be res- a responsible discussion. This dad's a fucking idiot. I don't think anything's going to go and stick in between those two ears of his. Well, one one can only hope that she can that, that if they can have a, a decent smart conversation they can make progress. True. Um I'm still a little confused though when they said uh you cleaned up your mom's one has nothing to do with the other. Right. But Yeah, I'm sure the mom was sick, cancer, well, and just trying to use it as an example of like, she's, she was comfortable doing that. Why isn't she comfortable just cleaning the period sheets? She, she shouldn't have to. It's very different too. She shouldn't have to. That, yeah. that girl should have made sure that place was returned. Look, I go to people's homes and I stay at their homes and they give me a guest room. I make sure before mm-hmm. I leave in that morning that all those, the beds are, are stripped and everything's brought down to the laundry, and it's ready to go into the washer if I don't put it in the washer myself. Yeah. That's, that, that's etiquette. Take yeah. care of I mean, it. do you think she knew? She had to have known. Yes. Oh, God, you don't, yeah. You don't just wake up in a puddle of blood and not know. So is she just used to like, oh, I'm going to go sleep over at my friend's house and then just leave it? I don't, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's so disgusting. It is disgusting. I just can't even imagine because you know if it leaked all over the bed in like a big puddle— you know it's on her and her legs and just bleh. So she definitely should have put a towel under her. It certainly sounds a little bit like Friday the 13th. Let's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, uh, it's really something. But yeah, he's the asshole. He definitely needs to buy her new sheets. Absolutely. 100%. Let's write him a letter. <laughs> um, Justin, are you ready for your happy one? Let me get it pulled up here. Okay. You're getting nice and ready. I'm not as familiar with the Reddit situation here. (laughs) Okay. Let's hear what you got. So this came about just, you know, scrolling through Reddit, taking notes from the GF over here, who's the master. (laughs) And And I found one that when Morgan had the idea for this episode, I just, I just couldn't not read this one. Okay. I'm ready. So, uh, today I fucked up by telling my whole family that I was going to go jack off. Ooh. Uh, this happened a bit over nine years ago. Oh, so okay. <laughs> He's give, still, it's still haunting him nine years later. Yeah. Wait, wait, this is, what was this? This is real. This is you? No. No. <laughs> this is a story on Reddit. <laughs> okay. To give some background, let's travel back to the fall of 2011. Enter 13-year-old me. As the firstborn of two Christian old school parents, I was pretty sheltered as a kid, almost never allowed to play violent video games or even watch PG-13 rated movies. Or play with himself. (laughs) (laughs) TV shows like The Simpsons and Family Guy were off limits too. Time spent with friends outside of school was pretty limited and I wasn't allowed to hang out with kids whom my parents saw as bad influences. I didn't have a ton of access to the internet either till I was 14 going on 15. So yeah, I was pretty sheltered. And by the time I was 13, kids all around me were speaking a language I barely understood. Sex and dirty jokes. Yep. (laughs) I was that kid in middle school that never caught any of the dirty jokes other kids tried telling. So not only did this occasionally lead to some kids teasing me for my lack of knowledge, but it also led to me sometimes picking up new words or phrases and using them without fully knowing what they mean. (laughs) Usually because I thought it sounded funny or I just wanted a new word. I don't know. 
So that sometimes led to someone like a friend or one of my parents getting on to me for using a bad word that I didn't know was bad, nor the meaning of. While that happened a few times, this one was by far the most embarrassing. So there was a boy in my class in early eighth grade that would joke about jizzing in the bathroom. Oh, no. (laughs) Of course, the other kids would laugh or express disgust. I thought it was somewhat funny, but I didn't know what jizz really meant. (laughs) I thought it was pee. I thought jizzing meant peeing. I ended up using that word a few times around my friends and they laughed. So I thought it was just a funnier way to say pee. Fast forward to around early November of 2011. We're having a family get together at our house. My parents, sisters, grandparents, aunt and uncle, and a couple family friends were all in attendance. Oh God, the whole, the whole family. <laughs> and he's at the table and let me guess, he's going to say, I have to go jizz. <laughs> we're all about to eat our food when I spring up from my chair to head to the bathroom real quick. My dad notices, says, we're about to eat. Where are you going? I turned around, smile, and in probably the most excited way possible, tell him, I'm going to go jizz. (laughs) (laughs) The room goes silent, and now everyone, the grandparents, the aunts and uncles, and friends alike are all staring at me. Most of them remain silent until my mom says something along the lines of, that's disgusting. Why the hell would you tell everyone that? (laughs) Me being the confused, innocent, and socially awkward fucker I was (laughs) had no idea why mom was mad and everyone looked so shocked. I ended up using the bathroom as I intended to, and when I was done, my dad got up from the table and took me into the other room. At first, he seemed angry and asked me why I would tell the whole family that I was going to go do something like that. And I simply just got more confused and ended up telling him that I meant I was going to go pee. Basically, my dad had to explain to me what jizz actually meant. I also didn't even know what masturbate meant either. Yes, I was that clueless. Dad was less mad after he knew I misunderstood the word, but we still ended up having a very awkward conversation, along with me becoming super embarrassed upon realizing that basically I told the whole family I was going to go play with myself. (laughs) Well, after we get back to the dinner table, my dad takes it upon himself to explain what happened, and the entire family proceeded to laugh. Oh, dear God, I wanted to disappear. It may have been a long time ago, but I'm sure this is my story that will bite me at some point at another family gathering. His wedding. Yeah. That's what happened. God. <laughs> I, did, I just, you know, the only experience that I can even compare to this that I find that was acute experience is I have had Taylor when he was eight years old and I came in. Taylor is my little brother, you guys. And I, I walked, it was a Friday night, it was after cards and I walked in the house about 1130 and my son, who's eight years old, in front of the TV, his, I have no idea if his mother was next door or if she was sleeping. I just know that he was in the living room by himself, propped in front of the TV, and on TV was porn, hardcore porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, how do I walk in, address him with this, and not scare the shit out of him, not affect <laughs> right. him for the rest of his life? But to, you know, to deal with it. And so I quietly sat be, right behind him <laughs> to his side. He did not even know I was, I was there. And I just very quietly just kind of tapped him on the shoulder. <laughs> oh, you weren't trying to scare him? <laughs> and I said, I said, what would mom think about this? <laughs> God. <laughs> and as fast as I did that, He's trying to change the channel. Oh, my God. Yeah, I would, too. <laughs> God. And I was like, it's okay, son. You know, just, you know, let's just talk about this in a second. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty young, too, to discover. Yeah, uh, yeah he was like eight or nine. To huh? discover pay-per-view porn. And he, cert- and he certainly remembers the day, the moment today. Like, it was like, he, he, I still kid him about it. We still yeah. laugh about it. I mean, it's a it's a weird time when you're slowly figuring things out, mostly from the kids around you. And I mean, I can certainly share stories about my family and and things about you know what happened in my my own personal experiences with sex. But then again, I would go back to <laughs> disturbing, disturbing Morgan with these conversations. Yeah. So, guys, forgive me. I have to bow out. <laughs> <laughs> the I think my favorite part of the whole thing is the uh, top comment here. They go. 
I remember a Thanksgiving when I was 15 and one of my little brothers was 13. The song Jizz in My Pants was quite popular. My brother and I thought it was pretty funny, but he certainly didn't know what it meant. I know this for sure because in the middle of my dinner, my brother exclaimed, Grandma, this dinner is so good. I just jizzed my pants. <laughs> my parents looked in shock and my grandma said, What? My brother started to repeat himself and my dad basically lunged across the table to cover his mouth while dying of laughter. Oh my gosh. So it's a little lighthearted one to break up the uh, the seriousness <laughs> here. Yeah, definitely. Good job. You might just have to end on that note. It was pretty good. <laughs> I just like... You just picture either being the person who didn't know yeah. or you picture like you're at a, a Thanksgiving and there's, you know, someone younger than you and that happens. I would just die laughing. I, I know. I couldn't even imagine being in the middle of that. Kids say the funniest things and like at least he wasn't actually going to the bathroom to jack off. Like he had the perfect excuse. Like he was a clueless kid. Right, right. So God, that's hilarious. It's cute. All right. What do you got for us? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So up next, am I the asshole for not giving my stepson half of my daughter's college fund? My stepson, 18 males, father was not involved in his life, but said he had a college fund. He ended up changing his mind and kept the college fund for his new child. I don't have a college fund for him because I always assumed his father was paying like he said he was. When my stepson found out what happened, he and my wife want me to split from the money in my daughter's 17 female account. I refused because the money in there was a gift from my late wife's parents. When I refused, they asked me to sell my daughter's rings. The thing is, the ring was given from her mother for when she was supposed to get married, but she didn't live until then. I know it will crush my daughter's soul to sell it. My stepson and wife are saying it's favoritism, and I do feel a little bad. Am I the asshole? I honestly don't think so. No. Um, especially with the circumstance regarding where the money came from. Right. And yeah. It's just... and It's not his money to give. Right. And it's just such a weird place to be because you have your wife and your stepchild now. And it just feels so weird. Like, can you imagine having that come out of nowhere and they ask and... I don't know. It just doesn't... It doesn't feel right. He is not the asshole. Mm -mm. No, it doesn't. It definitely doesn't feel right. It feels, it feels very manipulative. Like, oh, you're playing favoritism because he's your stepson. Like, at the end of the day, I'm sure he, you know, depending on how long the kid has been in his life, I'm sure he's been, you know, a great, you know, surrogate dad to this kid. But at the end of the day, this money isn't his to give away. Correct. It came. It came from his wife in mm -hmm. a different source. It was a different source of, of funds. Yeah. You know, the fact that if he wants to go out and sell his car or, or do something different on He can his own, sell his own shit all can, day. He can do that all day long. It, yeah. It's up to him, but he's not allowed to take it from his uh, his daughter. That's hers. It was uh -huh. your mark for it. He could certainly go to, I would certainly try to file a suit against the guy's, the, the kid's father. Yeah, especially because if he's... Because he, he made a commitment and a codicil yeah. to, to, his, to his son. Yeah. You know? And because he decided to change that... That he can't do. That's where the problem lies in this yeah. whole thing. That's where the issue the, is. That I, real dad that's is the where asshole. asshole is. Yeah, and that is where you know remedy needs to come from, because that they were actually counting on that. They planned for it. It was it was, commi it was committed to them, and he is now reneging on a commitment. 
or a deal or a, a, a codicil. Yep. So I don't know if it, you know, you know what the what the laws really are for something like this, but that's yeah. where I would seek retribution to to solve the problem. Yeah, especially if the dad was doing that as a stipulation instead of child support. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll put five hundred dollars a month in a college oh, yeah. fund instead of child support because then you really have a case then it to sue him. Legal real quick. And, and, yeah, and, and the kid could actually sue the father. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's so messed up, but I think it's really, really fucked up the fact that like, okay, if he was safekeeping the ring just because the mom wasn't involved, that's one thing, but the mom died. She is no longer there. So that is the only like, you know, thing on her wedding day that she's going to have of her mom. Like that's sentimental mm-hmm. value. Yeah. You can't, you can't mess with that stuff. That's, <laughs> no. that's not even in the question. Like so, it's bad so enough bad. to just ask to split the money, but then to sell. No. Yeah. No. There's student loans. I think if the stepmom wasn't preparing anything for her son at the end of the day, like that's kind of on her as a parent. Like if he's already, you know, if his biological dad is already an absentee father and doing a shit job, why are you entrusting your kid's college career in him? True. It's a lot of faith you're putting in a deadbeat dad. True. So I think, you know, take out some student loans or help your your son finance college i think there's other ways to go about it and go to community college first and get your generals done and then transfer or just do everything look every child is different because again we go back to circumstance circumstances change but the, if anything that have anyone is, is is the asshole it is certainly the biological father and he's got the kids got some uh some claim against that father because he made he made promises. Mm-hmm. Little he bit, a uh, little bit the stepmom though too. Yeah, I think the stepmom's being a little toxic and yep. well, could qualify for uh, the asshole. Well, yeah, I no, just wouldn't even feel. I I wouldn't even think to, but just to be comfortable enough to even make that ask, That's or even so- to think that. It's so out of line. That it, you are owed that or that that's what's right. It's favoritism by you not yeah. splitting her money that was given not by you even as her dad, but by her grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. It's not your money to touch. So the top comment, not the asshole. You can't give away something that was given to your daughter by your late wife's parents. It's her money. Nor should you be selling the rings. Again, not yours. Just because your current wife's ex-husband is an asshole, that doesn't mean your daughter should suffer. Yeah. Yep. I think that's very, very, very well said. So this next comment, the idea that your wife and son feel entitled to something that belongs to your daughter is horrendous. It's not like you put the money in there. It is wrong to take from her because his father is a shitbag. Sounds a little bit to me like Cinderella. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, they go on to say, co-sign for a loan if you're interested in helping your stepson. Hide the ring somewhere wifey and son can't get them. And remember, yep. you're not the asshole. Don't let them guilt you into being a bad father. Yeah, it's just, that. that's just so many red flags think, going on. I think wifey needs to be stomped on a little bit on this one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> She's crossing a line and being such a toxic bitch. That, that is not a nice it's very not, manipulative. Yeah, very. very. Nice. But let's say he did. But let's say he did put the money in there. Where do you stand then? If who put the money in with it? If way. he had put the money in for and built that college fund, up. I still say that if yeah. he, if he put the money in for his daughter, and that was the intent because this guy made a commitment. That's where that was the deal. I agree. You know, even if it's not court of law, like worthy, if you can't press charges or sue the dad for keeping the money. I think at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of people in this country that pay for college on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I mm-hmm. didn't really have a lot of help for college. I'm, if, if I told you guys what my student debt is, you'd probably puke. But it's it's uh, it's six figures. Maybe make some guesses. Maybe I'll put a post on Instagram and we can make some guesses. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's six figures. It's above 150k. I'll give you that. Which. It's really fucking bad (laughs) and sad. I want to cry just thinking about it. But there's people that make sacrifices to afford their education. I'm, you know, unfortunately one of them. And so I think, you know, there's other ways to go to school and a lot of people do do it on their own. And if the mom wants to help, 
then that's great. And if he wants to help, good for him. Kind of reminds me how everyone dips their hands in uh, for inheritance and how just tumultuous it gets when, when things like that go down. Oh just- my God, money money makes people do crazy, crazy things. This other comment I really appreciate, not the asshole, this, take the rings out of the house now. Too many posts where someone decided to sell behind the other's back. Your job is to protect your daughter. That money was left to her, as were the rings. Help him take out a loan. Support him in other ways. Reach out to his side of the family. But leave your daughter's stuff alone. Yes. Get a lockbox somewhere. Yeah. Edit. Also, make sure your wife does not have access to your daughter's account. Again, people do shitty things. It should not matter to her unless she is trying to access it. Yeah. Completely agree. Yeah, people get crazy. Yeah, I could, I could see if she's already being emotionally manipulative. She'll pro- like, I could just see her selling the rings and just, well, yeah, it was the right thing. It's just a slippery slope. It is really, really bad. Well, I would hope she wouldn't do that. We all hope. Yeah, you really have a lot of faith in people. Whereas I've read one too many Reddit stories, and, <laughs> and I know that people are not. I think obviously we all have good in us, but there's some people out there that just. Don't care who they hurt in the process of getting what they want. Very true. I've got one more. One more for us. Okay. So the next one. Am I the asshole for telling my daughter to divorce her husband? Okay. I'm aware the titles made me sound controlling, but please read the entire story so you understand where I'm coming from. My daughter, 26, is married to this terrible man. He does not work nor clean. He just plays video games from the money I give my daughter. She's overworked and honestly, I think she should leave him. Every time I bring it up though, she says, it's not my business and it's going fine. I know it's not my business to meddle in their relationship, but to me, this is unacceptable. Well, last week was the last straw. She came to her home and overheard her husband say, he's only with her because he's waiting for me and my wife to die to get an inheritance from my daughter. He also said he'll wait till he's drained it and then leave her. She told me this because she wants me to pay for therapy to help him. Hmm. I done with this utter bullshit. Hence the Reddit username I chose. I told her she has to leave him. I don't feel bad one bit, but she keeps saying it isn't my place to meddle in her relationship. I told her she has to leave him because I won't give her an inheritance knowing this man is going to waste it. She says, I'm an asshole and to stop controlling her life. Am I the asshole? Um, It's your money. Like, no, you can do whatever you want with it. And if you see someone like your daughter's an adult, she's 26. I think obviously you can help family at whatever age. And I'm 27 and receive help from family. But if it's being abused and your help is not being appreciated and you know that someone is saying crazy things like this like no cut them off or there are many ways of 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 dealing with situations like that but the bottom line is that he can simply just say i'm not interested in putting you in my will right there, there's ways of doing um uh trusts that spendthrift trusts that can be simply to, to support her her needs of existence that he can't touch yep there are many ways around this She's corner. still going to pull the money and help him, though. The bottom line is, no, she can't pull. If, if, she, if he does a spendthrift uh, trust, it, she, he can't get the money. It's simply about paying for food for her and that kind of thing. He, there's, she has no control on being able to deal with, to take it. it, it there's, a, there's an executor that would be put in place to manage all this. Sounds or like it, you need to go comment. Or, <laughs> or he can just... Say, I'm not interested. And he's not controlling her. She can stay married to him, but he can just cut her off financially. Yeah. Even right now. I would. I absolutely would. I'd cut her off. I'd cut he'd her probably off. probably leave. And then the guy right. would leave. You force, you force her hand. But yeah. It's just, or he'll get a job and he'll become a man. Not a chance. Yeah. Not a chance. That. It is such a weird... I, I can only imagine being a parent to this situation. But I just feel bad for the girl, too. Like, how blind to your current situation do you have to be to put up with something like this yeah and then you overhear this conversation right i'm gonna drain her i'm gonna drain i'm only sticking around until he dies blah 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 and then that's like a movie yeah but then your first thought is 
I need to help him get therapy. Not, right. not I need to divorce this fucker. Cause that's, yeah. I, I so know. What, so what's wrong with the picture, huh? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe she's. What's her username, by the way, since you mentioned that. His username, I believe. I don't, did never mention. Oh, his username. No, they never mention um, male or female. So we don't know, but their username is utter bullshit. Am I the asshole? I love it. Yeah, I think um, I think you definitely got to cut him off and hope it's kind of like uh, nip it in the bud. Hope he just disappears. Tough love. Yeah, yeah that conversation's the nail in the coffin. Yeah, tough love. It's not about him supporting her. She, she, they'll, they'll they'll figure it out. One, two, three. Yeah. Well, it sounds like she has a job too because Op does mention she's overworked. So it sounds like she's she does have a job, but. OP is probably, you know, helping support the husband and just sitting sitting around doing nothing. It just sounds like one of those classic situations where like, oh, I I want to fix him. I want to help him. I want to do this. But it's like, girl, get out there. There's so many. And I just feel there's like so I've said this people. so many times, but there's so many people out there. There is. To where I've known people get out of those situations and then realize all of a sudden at the end when they thought that was all it ever would have been. Yeah. Where they thought that was the best. That was all they were ever going to get. And then all of a sudden they're in a, a whole different world. Just, it's sad. It is sad. And I think it's hard when you're in, you know, an emotionally abusive relationship, a physically abusive relationship. It's, it's hard to look at anything else or get another perspective from yep. it. I think you're just so enveloped in that relationship and Look, reality what you think is, is love. If, if the father quits giving money and she's and she had, doesn't have enough to you know, barely make it, she'll force him to go out and start working or she'll kick him out. It, it yeah. will You'd fix itself. That problem will fix itself. Yeah. So <clears throat> OP does give an edit. I can see your comments and I'm planning on cutting her off so he leaves since a lot of people suggested it. That includes the inheritance. I will stop paying her and will cut her out of the will to get rid of the leech, like you guys said. I will be updating you all soon with a post. Beautiful. Top comment, not the asshole. Tell the dude to his face that your daughter has been cut out of your will and that she will not inherit yes. a dime. Yes. I suspect that would solve the problem very quickly. And do please present it as something that has been done, not <laughs> as something that will be done. Love it. Yeah. I'm just going to peek real quick at his account and see if he did give an update. Well, guys, there's Repair. no update. Ah. Post, okay. Post got any more? Removed. Are we going for one more? That's all I got. That's all she wrote. That's all they You're wrote. You're off the hook. That's I'm all done. she You made wrote. it. You survived. You know, and it was easy. Yeah, look at guys, you. Guys, it was nice. I, ho- I, I, I probably wasn't as entertaining as they thought I would be for you because I really did put a cap on it a little bit. <laughs> because, because I got, you know, I got my, you know, my pee-pee slapped apparently <laughs> in the very beginning that I say things that are like, you know, you know, way too off the wall. I mean, just using that saying, I got my pee-pee slapped. <laughs> I mean, you, you brought it. There you go. So I think that, the, I think the saying is I got my hand slapped. Is that what it is? I think yeah, so. that's the saying. Uh, I didn't feel like I got my hand slapped. <laughs> Gross. Uh, well, thanks guys for joining us on another episode of Two Hot Takes. There is going to be a deep dive story going on the Patreon account, um, and you know at the beginning we mentioned family drama and a deep dive like in scuba diving. Basically, a deep dive story where we get into it. Uh-huh. So, on the deep dive story, not only will you get to hear about family drama, but you'll get to witness a little bit of ours. So, it'll be good. So, tune into that. Check out our Patreon um, and look for some merch because that's going to be coming soon. So, check out the Instagram for a sneak peek at some so of that. So, I'm glad you all you know, Can, you love, can't- love my daughter and Justin and that they're great people. You know, just who they are. Uh, it's not because of me. She's got a great mom. Yeah, but you, you, you did a lot despite us battling on today's episode. Apparently it was a lot of my misbehaviors. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely played its part. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We had fun. Who do you think you are over there doing my <laughs> yeah. sign off? I'm, I'm We're getting real off. comfortable over I, here. Huh? Your <laughs> One episode in and he's taking the wheel. Uh, I'm, 
I'm, I'm the I'm, I'm your guest host. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, feel free to tell me what you think of my dad and if we should invite him back or if it's a one-time only offense. Please do that. <laughs> <laughs> but until next time. Until bye. next time. Until next time. Well, that's only if you vote me on or off. <laughs> it's like Survivor. Vote me off the couch. <laughs> Bye, guys. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.